Hey, hey, it's Erin and Candy back with you today with part two of our series on spiritual leadership. Yes, here we are. Here we are. If you did not catch part one, please go back and listen. Erin talks about the why of spiritual leadership. Today, we're going to dig into how the how. Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert. And on a great day, my husband Aaron joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. quick recap on why do we need to be a spiritual leader in the home. Uh, in episode 22, part one, I talked about, number one, it's part of, about being a man. Number two, uh, we're at war, uh, spiritual warfare. And number three, there's a vacuum that's created um, when the man does not step into that role as a spiritual leader. But but ultimately, as I shared in episode 22, uh, it's your choice. Um, the, the Lord lays it at your feet, and it's your choice to pick it up. And I, I want to read out of Joshua 24, 24 and this is uh, Joshua is speaking to the Israelites. picks up on, on 15. It says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. And I just love the way Joshua captures that of it's a choice. You pick. You're going to serve someone. Who are you going to serve? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And so that's that choice, man. So why do we need to be a spiritual leader? You have those questions? Go back and listen to part one. But we're going to move forward today and we're going to talk about the how. How do I step up into that spiritual leadership within the home? So here we go. Yeah. So, and there again, I'm just sharing <laughs> how uh, this has worked out, um, how the Lord has worked through me in, in the home as a spiritual leader and brought me up as a man within the home. And so just sharing the wisdom within that. I don't have any great book scholar or any degrees hanging on the wall. I'm just, I'm sharing what the Lord has worked with through me. And so and I think that last time we mentioned it briefly, but again, part of what got us excited about this series is we are starting to see the blessings in our children of you being such an awesome spiritual leader. And yes, you don't always get it right. I don't always get it right as the mom. Like we're doing the best we can, right? People, we are not professionals at this, like Aaron said, but we're excited because we're starting to see the blessings of having that spiritual leadership in our home. And we are so thankful. And that's part of what's gotten us excited. So we just want to share that. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Candy. And so uh, pursuing the Lord is what I'm going to talk about. And so in order to be the spiritual leader of the family, step one, the foundation is the individual pursuit of the Lord, Absolutely. you as an individual, and, and what does pursuing the Lord mean? And and I would bring it to you in three phases: it's praise and worship, it's study, and it's prayer. And I'm speaking from a personal standpoint. Um, my my uh, spiritual leadership took off when my prayer life, when I bumped up my prayer life. and <laughs> It's funny, what you just described is what a lot of our church services are. We start with praise and worship, then we have 
teaching and study, yes, yes. and we end with prayer. Our our conferences and Christian events most often start with worship and then go into the teaching and then end with the prayer. And what you're getting ready to describe is that personal time with the Lord that mimics that same progression of important things, but you need to do it just one-on-one with the Lord. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and one of the biggest catalysts that really helped me um, spark my prayer life is a book called Two Chairs. Um, and I've, I've talked about it before on other podcasts. If you've talked to Aaron before, <laughs> you've heard about this book, it right? Came, it came recommended to me from a mentor um, and absolutely just really down to earth, um, make a choice. What are you going to do for the Lord in your relationship, in your prayer time? And so that's what I'm bringing to you today. Um, this is the the how to start to become the spiritual leader. It's bump up your prayer life. That's what I'm bringing. And, and I'm excited to share this with you um, because the Lord showed it to me. And and what I'm going to be sharing out of is, is in Exodus 33. And this is um, the Moses and the Israelites are in the desert. The Lord is calling Moses to set up this place. It's called the Tent of meeting. And and as I read this verse, Exodus 33, picking up at seven, I want you to pay attention to it in three aspects. Number one, he's going to talk about the separate tent. And number two, he's going to talk about how the tent is put outside or some distance away from the community. And then number three, it's going to describe Moses went to the tent or Moses goes to the tent. And there's things that happen when Moses goes to this tent. So here we go. I'll do a quick reading. So the tent of meeting, picking up Exodus 33, 7. Now Moses used to take a tent, used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of the meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at their entrance of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, a pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at their entrance to his tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. And that last part just really captures um, the, the point of it, it says the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. And and praise Jesus <laughs> for uh, the cross because ultimately that is one of the benefits yeah. is having that personal relationship with the Lord. You can go meet with the Lord yeah. face to face and meet with him. You don't have to go through the, <laughs> through the priest or there's no... Um, um, separate tent of um, holy of holies and and the separation uh, as in the Old Testament, we can go one on one with the Lord. And so, just unpacking that verse, um, as I said before, part one, uh, the separate tent. It says that uh, Moses would set this tent. It was a separate tent. It wasn't used for any other purpose, but it was separate. It was set apart. So I would ask you. Do you have a separate place that you go and meet with the Lord? Is it is it your office? Um, is it uh, is it the closet? Do you have a, is it the garage or a shop? Maybe it's a walk. Maybe you know. Maybe you meet with the Lord when you go on the walk. But but really in your mind, think, Lord, I want to meet you in this place. And then number two, it says um, Moses put it outside. It was some distance away, and I've heard that. 
describe that that is holy, something that is set apart is, is holy. But what I want to focus on, it's set apart as in it's a time. You have created a time in your day that I am going to meet with the Lord here. You're, you're not going to multitask. You, you're not going to, uh, yes, you can, you can pray to the Lord at any time throughout the day. Why? I know I've heard people, I, I, you know, my prayer time is why I'm driving. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But you're multitasking. You're 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 driving and meeting with the Lord. Um, and so during this, we're recording this during the COVID nineteen week ten, I think, yeah. <laughs> is what it is. And I am blessed because I'm able to still continue to work from home instead of from the office. And because I'm working from home, not able to interact as a manager. Uh, meeting makers are really important <laughs> for the organization of my day, so I can. I can segregate times of when I'm meeting with different groups of the team and to discuss topics and whatnot. And so these two things, a separate tent and set apart time, to me just screams meeting maker. <laughs> so set up a meeting maker yeah. with the Lord that says, um, I'm going to meet you here and I'm going to meet you at this time. And just like any other your calendar items that your day is either physically created on your on your um, calendar on your phone or in your mind that says this is the time and this is the place that is the Lord's. I am setting it apart, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going to give it to the Lord. I'm going to go meet Him in the ten of meetings one on one. And you're not suggesting a legalistic way of looking at this, right? Like, no. um, obviously, if your if your prayer space is the dining room table, it's that dining room table is going to be used for other things at other times or. And I, I say this because it's tripped me up before because I'm such a, um, I like to-do lists, I like checklists, I like organization. And so there have been times where I have set forth to, okay, I'm going to have my prayer time at the same time every morning all the time. And that hasn't worked for me because of children and interruptions and, you know, whatever, it gets messed up. And then I beat myself up because, oh, I didn't keep it the same all week long. I didn't do it exactly the same for seven days. If you can, which Aaron (laughs) is really good at, that's amazing. But even you, Aaron, there are times when you'll do your prayer time in the office and there's other times when you'll do your prayer time in the backyard watching the sunrise. And and that's okay. Those adjustments are okay. The point is, correct me if I'm wrong, that that meeting maker, that you are intentionally setting aside time and reserving a space, choosing a space where you are going to just be still and pray and commune and listen for the Lord. But it doesn't mean it has to look exactly the same every day or it's a failure. No, right? I, no, you're absolutely right, Candy. Absolutely right there. And it's uh, as you were describing that, it's 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 bumping the Lord up in your priority right. of you know, I don't know when you you go over tomorrow's schedule. I, I don't you know, everybody either as you're going to bed or or whenever, but you look at, hey, what's going on tomorrow? Yeah. And you look, oh, here we go. We got to do this, blah, 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 blah. You, what are we eating for breakfast? What are we eating for lunch? What are we eating for dinner? Um, who has an appointment? Who has, whatever. It it it, requ- it has you now saying, when am I meeting with the Lord? Yeah. That, that isn't, is it a, is it, are we, and is it a five minute meeting with the Lord? Is it a 15? Is it an hour there's there's no right answer there, but it's the conscious. I'm going to meet with the Lord here and when, and that's that's locked in time. Yeah. That yeah. is me and the Lord meeting. 
Yeah. Purposefully. Being really intentional. And one of the things that I love hearing Aaron talk about is how over the years of you seeking the Lord and having that quiet time, you crave more and more of it. So just a minute ago, when you said whether it's five minutes or 15 minutes or, you know, now yours is easily 30, 45 minutes, you crave that time because you have invested in your relationship with the Lord. You've heard from him. He has shown up. And I know you're going to talk about that later, (laughs) but it makes you crave more of it. And that is a beautiful thing. I just, I love hearing you talk about that. Yeah. And that's exactly where we're going next, Candy, is is the thing. Is is when Moses goes to this tent, and uh, did did you hear it in the verse? It says, "As Moses went, um, <laughs> hold on, let me back up." And uh, and whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance of their tent, watching Moses. And 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 that's that's the point that I want you to hear is Moses Moses was being the spiritual leader of yeah. these stiff neck Israelites, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so the. Everybody knows there's problems in the camp. There's mm-hmm. there's issues going on, and they see Moses walking, leaving the tent, leaving whatever he's doing, and going to the tent of the meetings to meet with the Lord. They're watching that, and there's there's some as a leader of the camp. There's some peace to come to say that that guy that I'm following is getting his orders. That's right from God Almighty. Yeah. And then the, the beautiful thing is when it says, whenever the people, oh, oop, back up, as Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. And I just, that that's just so cool to have a pillar of clouds or yeah. pillar of smoke show up. And I would challenge you with some questions of, of saying, uh, how would your prayer life change if a pillar of clouds showed up and covered your office while you were meeting with the Lord or or followed you as you were going on your walk or as you were in your bedroom or your closet there was there was this this fog yeah. that filled that room you would you do it more often yes <laughs> would would you be more serious about dedicating that time and protecting that time would you would you take more issues to him would you carry less burdens on your own and 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 just really bring him every little problem and challenge. Yeah, and obviously we don't have pillars of clouds descending on us every time we pray, but I think that that's part of the charge is to believe for that, right? To believe that the Lord is going to show up, to to believe in faith that your prayers will be answered, that he is going to bring you peace, bring you strength, bring you guidance, all of those things that we go before him with. I love the the visualization that there would be a pillar of clouds that he is walking with us. We know he is. There's not necessarily a pillar of clouds there, but but we are charged with believing that he is always going to meet us there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you're so right. That, that's, that's absolutely, it's, it's, we limit the Lord so often. Yes. And it's, I would say it's a step of faith to say, hey, I got a meeting maker to go meet with the Lord. I'm going to go 15 minutes and pray in the, play, pray in the closet. Yeah. Go have a conversation with the Lord. That, that, that's taking a step of faith. Yes. He's going to show up. Yep. You, you're, you're pursuing the Lord. And I mean, that's ultimately tying it right back. Um, how to be the spiritual leader, 
Step one, you got to take that spiritual step. You, you got to go meet with the great commander. I'm speaking men, but also women. You you have to submit to the to the Lord and and His wishes, and He will be your leader. He will be your sacrificial leader um, in your life. Well, how do you submit to the Lord if you don't meet with Him? Right. How do you get His checks and balances? You know. I wonder how often did Moses go in the tent of meetings on a on a daily basis? Did he have a conference call in the conference call in the morning and a conference call at night, <laughs> saying, you know, here's today and here's our plans and here's what we're going to tackle, Lord? And then at the end of the day, he goes back and meets with him. You're like, well, that didn't work out. <laughs> how, how do we do it again? You know, these are some stiff necked people, and yeah. you can read it all in all in Exodus. I'm I'm sure Moses uh, just. He did it quite often. I can only imagine just meeting with the Lord one on on. How how do you want me to lead these people? Yeah. What what do you want me to do? Here's this problem, Lord, and and, and the Lord just spoke to him. Spoke yeah. to him face to face. And to go back to how you described that, you know, the Lord is like the commander that that you as the spiritual leader, you're leading the army. The army may be the family, right? Mm-hmm. And so, how often are you going to go? meet with the commander to double check your orders or to get direction for the next step and that sort of thing. And there's no right or wrong answer, right? No. Just but but what you have stapled for us in this episode is that the majority of what it takes to be the spiritual leader is Pursuit. pursuing the Lord. Absolutely. And so we haven't wrapped that up yet. We're going to do another episode to talk about the how of being a spiritual leader. But this whole episode is just to staple in that the biggest part of being the spiritual leader for your family is pursuing the Lord. Yeah, build that foundation. Yeah. Gotta build that foundation to then springboard off of. So in part three of this series, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more about what the how looks like. Yeah. Once that foundation is laid, you've established your meeting orders with the Lord. You're pursuing him with praise and with study and with prayer and all of those things. When that is established, then what are the other pieces of the how as you're leading your family spiritually? Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll be giving some personal examples, yeah. some little uh, tricks and tools. Mm-hmm. Um, you, communication <laughs> is going to be one of the big things. Yeah. You know, as a leader, how do you communicate? And good communication involves listening yes. as well. Yes. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, men um, being a sacrificial leadership, yeah. mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about wives submitting under that sacrificial leadership yeah. in the home. So. Yeah. Great, great stuff coming. And and ladies, we are not forgotten in this pursuit of the Lord. Uh, to be a good part of the army, to be your uh, husband's right-hand woman, to go into battle together as a married couple, we have to be submitting to the Lord just as much. And we have to be seeking the Lord just as much. And so all of this speaks to both sides yes. of, of the marital relationship. And we're going to, again next time get even more into that partnership so absolutely have a great day have a great night we'll talk to you again soon thanks for listening today if you enjoyed the podcast please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages until next time be sure you're loving on relationships